Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. The big story uh, is uh, what's going to start off our show today. Uh, while I was away last week, uh, I got a phone call, I, I guess it was Thursday morning, um, from a, a, a source that I, I have from time to time, a very reliable source. Uh, they gave me the heads up about a story that was about to break about uh, a huge, huge leak in the sewage system that was going right into the to water system here. And I uh, didn't have too many details, but said, look for it. All the details are going to be coming out. Well, it, it did actually get published by The Spectator uh, just a couple of hours after that. I looked online as, as I was out there and uh, got all the details on this. And uh, I know I just got back into town last evening, but uh, as I followed this online, this has been a mess. And so many people are just gobsmacked by this. I know that uh, Burlington Mayor Marianne Mead Ward was on this program yesterday with uh, Rick Zamprin. Uh, talking about her concern about this, the fact that uh, not only was the public not informed about this, but surrounding municipalities were not informed about this. And uh, I imagine there's some other people that are feeling the very same way. So we're going to spend some time on this issue today to try to get some details, to try to get some facts and some explanations, and uh, and hopefully to get some reaction to this as well. With all this furor about the uh, sewage situation, I know some people are already labeling this as sewage gate. I'm uh, remiss to start throwing tags on all these sorts of things. But it is a problem, and I, I think one of the major concerns here, as usually is situations like this when things go awry, is how sometimes it's not the action or the inaction of the it's the it's the resulting inaction or cover up, as some people have labeled this, that I think is an awful lot of people concerned. Hamilton Mayor Fred Eisenberger has been out of the country for the last few days, but he is back and uh, he joins us on the Bill Kelly Show to uh, give us his perspective on this. Mr. Mayor, welcome home. Good to have you with us today. Thank you, Bill. Did you have a good weekend? Well, uh, no, I watched the football game. No. But anyway, be that. Well, well, we congratulate the Tiger Cats for a great season. I think uh, even though the uh, the final game wasn't the outcome we were all looking for, they uh, they gave us a spectacular year of football. So congratulations to them. Uh, and, uh, we echo that, and we're going to talk about that later on the program. What is going yep. on with the situation at Coots Paradise? Now, I know you've been away, but you were here when this whole thing started, and you were here when some decisions were made about what not to tell the public. Why, first of all? Well, let me, let me just start uh, by, by explaining, first of all, what combined sewer overflow tanks are, which are, uh, and you, you're well aware of these, Bill, because you were there when we uh, we initially put them in. They're, uh, they're tanks that actually... Uh, Take uh, you know the high flows of, uh, of combined water and sewer, and because because we have combined sewers that both take uh, rainwater and sewers, we're trying to hold that back so we don't overtop or over overflow the uh, the sewage treatment uh, wet well. And so those tanks have been put in and have been successful, but from time to time they bypass. And so Shadow Creek is one of those locations. Uh, Red Hill Creek is one of those locations. In fact, uh, the bypass around the uh, sewage treatment plant. Uh, you know, happens when there's a high storm flow and uh, and uh, the bypass has to happen or else we're going to have flooding in the lower city. But, this so, is the, so but Mr. Mayor, with all respect, this was not from time to time. This is 24 no, 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 billion no, no, liters. Let me, let me, let me just, just put the context on what, what happens in terms of bypasses. So bypasses occur. Shadow Creek is one of those locations where bypasses have occurred. And so you asked me what occurred. Uh, staff uh, discovered, I think public health discovered, that in the creek, the E. coli levels were higher than uh, they, they anticipated or, or than normal. So they, there would have been bypasses on that creek. Uh, there's generally signage up on that creek that suggests that uh, this is not a water course that you ought to be uh, spending time in. And uh, they found the E. coli levels too high and uh, informed uh, public work staff, and public work staff investigated and found that a gate on the sewage uh, holding tank 
had been left 5% open for about four years. And so they, uh, sometime thereafter, they did a calculation and determined that it was some, some $21 billion, billion liters of, uh, of, of combined sewers, so rainwater and sewer water, uh, was actually discharged into the creek and then made its way into uh, Coots Paradise. A terrible thing to have happen, absolutely. And, uh, you know, we could apologize for that happening. Uh, you know, it shouldn't have happened, but it did. And uh, so then the MOE was informed directly. The gate was closed. Uh, remediation was done in the area, and the E. coli levels went down uh, to more normal levels. So whatever whatever discharge there was had moved on, and uh, there was no uh, no sense that there was any potential harm to public health uh, thereafter. And so it went back to normal levels, and uh, certainly uh, you know in areas of the creek and in areas of the discharge area into the Coots Paradise. Uh, from time to time, there are issues of uh, of discharge, and uh, but this one is a significant one. I'm not trying to minimize that. Uh, there needs to be, and and there is, and will be, uh, you know, a, a thorough investigation through the uh, the MOE, you know, MECP, the new MOE. And so the staff did what they needed to do. They closed the gate. Uh, they remediated the immediate site. They informed uh, they informed the MOE and the MECP, and uh, investigations uh, began. And uh, thereafter, they informed council, and I think the advice that we got from the, the legal uh, council, which is uh, you know uh, outside legal council, some 28 years of environmental uh, legal uh, experience, said uh, that you should let the investigation run its course, and then uh, and then full disclosure uh, should happen thereafter. And so there was a notification delivered in July, I believe, that there had been a spill. Uh, the magnitude wasn't uh, wasn't. Uh, uh, identified at that point because there was a, an ongoing MOE investigation. All right, listen, I got a lot of questions about this, uh, and I want to I want to get to to how you responded to this in a couple of seconds. But first and foremost, back to the original incident. How in God's name can a gate like that be left open for that number of years with nobody eyes eyes on this? I mean, this is you know we we've heard all about staff cutbacks and, and efficiencies, etc. This this is a classic situation right now of of not having enough people on there, and and this is a resulting. I mean. It's bad enough that it happened, Mr. Mayor, but the fact that it was allowed to continue because nobody actually checked on this thing for years and years and years is is more than troubling. So, Bill, so you you know we have a uh, you know a SCADA system, which is an electronic monitoring system that monitors all the gates that uh, that operate in the city, whether it's pumps, gates, uh, is all done through an electronic monitoring process, and and this. Unfortunately, for whatever reason, uh, did not show that this gate was open five uh, percent for that period of time. Uh, staff to this point do not know why. Uh, you know, uh, are there occasions when they they manually check to go and then you know see where where these gates have been uh, left open or not? They should. Uh, did they do that in this instance? I don't know, uh, and that is yet to be part of the overall investigation. So some something uh, you know obviously went wrong here, and uh, shouldn't have. And uh, the, re- the remediation in the system has to be fixed to ensure that it doesn't happen anywhere else. Uh, the, uh, the staff did go out and check all the gates uh, throughout the entirety of the city and all the sewage, uh, combined sewer overflow tanks, and apparently all are working in good order. So something, something happened here. Uh, the skated system didn't pick it up or sent the wrong signal. And uh, clearly there, there, uh, that there should be you know, uh, some, some backup to, uh, to manually check these things. And I, I understand that Councillor Jackson uh, you know, put forward a motion yesterday to have, uh, you know, a backup manual check down over top of that as well. 
So, uh, you know, what something happened. Uh, don't, we're not sure yet what uh, how that occurred. Uh, that's what the MOE investigation is all about. Well, and I understand that. Uh, the, the concern we've got here is that it went on as long as it did, and nobody in city staff seemed to get that. And notwithstanding the fact that the electronics, I think Councillor Jackson said modern technology let them down. Uh, I, I, listen, I heard her, have heard complaints, and I, I'm sure the, the, the local councillors in those areas also had complaints about some of the foul-smelling water in that area, too, and I, that didn't seem to get followed up on. So there's a lot to be done, which is why you're doing the investigation. But I want to move on, because I know your time okay. is limited, and I want to talk about why everybody seemed to be informed about this except the public. What's, what's going on here? Well, again, I mean, uh, you, you, uh, we, the, the damage had already been done, so there, there was no, uh, you know, lingering concern around public health. All those questions were asked, so we asked public health, is there any, any uh, you know, harm happening now as a result of this bill? And they say, no, the E. coli levels have gone back to kind of normal background levels. So there would be E. coli in the Shadow Creek normally, uh, includes Paradise as well when there are bypasses, and everything went back to normal. So there was deemed to be no a public health issue that, that resulted as, a, as, as the gate was closed. And so then, you know, then it's a matter of investigating, uh, you know, what, uh, what, if anything, the remediation can or should happen to, uh, to work with the, uh, the MOE on in terms of how that uh, plays out. So if there had been any concern that there were, uh, you know, immediate public health issues, uh, this, this, would, uh, this would have been announced and, uh, and delivered to the public full stop. But but there are other implications to this as well, and I, I don't know if you've had time since you got back to look at some of these things, but this concern raised by the Bay Area Restoration Committee that says that this this incident, now that they found out about it, and they found out about it when it appeared in the media too, sets back their remediation efforts in Coots Paradise for years, and that's that's a serious implication. Our neighbor to, on the other side of the Bay, Marianne Mead Ward, the Mayor of Burlington, is very upset about this, that they weren't informed because there are going to be ramifications. It smacks of a cover-up, Mr. Mayor, that you see, you know what? Oh, we screwed up here, and let's just kind of slip this under the carpet. And maybe it's going to go away. No, but that's not that isn't the case. I would never do that. Uh, I think uh, majority of members of council wouldn't do that either. Uh, it, it really is a matter of getting uh, advice that said uh, you can't. We can't undo the damage at this point. Uh, the whatever whatever came out of that tank has uh, has gone in through the system and has been absorbed in the system. And and, and you know, I, I wish we could undo it, but we can't. And so we're left with a, a reality that uh, that. Uh, was really looking at uh, how do we mitigate any other damages that might occur as a result of this and work with the MOE to, to work through these issues. So I, I don't sense uh, from any member of council that they were trying to deceive anyone or trying to you know, harm anyone or put anybody in jeopardy. I think the advice we were getting from public health was clear. Uh, there were no, no immediate public health concerns as a result of this. Uh, if there had been, uh, it would have been uh, fully disclosed, uh, you know, right there and then. I, I have no doubt about that. All right, I want to put this in context, though. All right, and and as this discussion was going on, and this is way way back, of course, in the in the early part of this year. Uh, right. There was also a conflict going on in a very, very concerning uh, community about what was happening with the Red Hill and the fact that we found out then, again through the media, that there was a report that was never made public about the possible dangers of the road and the construction of the road. There's a, there's a pattern developing here, Mr. Mayor, that I find very disturbing, and I think a lot of Hamiltonians do. Well, I mean, I, I, I can understand that they, they would see this uh, in that kind of a concerning light. And, uh, you know, what I, we, we have to deal with what we, uh, what we get in terms of the, uh, the, the information that we get from our staff. We're reliant on, uh, you know, them providing us uh, accurate and clear information. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to debate the Red Hill thing. It's, it's under investigation, so I really don't want to speak to that right now. But I think the reality is that uh, someone, someone uh, decided not to deliver a report, and somehow 
uh, that was uh, was left uh, unattended and uh, you know wasn't followed through on. Uh, that that'll that'll be investigated, and uh, you know we're we're going to be uh, doing a ju- judicial inquiry on that uh, very issue as to how and why that happened, and and rightfully so. Uh, I, I think in this instance, I, I don't think you can add them up as uh, you know all conspiracy theories that we're trying to withhold things from the public. That's certainly not the case. That's certainly what uh, not my mission uh, in life in terms of uh, you know how we manage and and, and deal with our city issues. Uh, we want to be as open and transparent as we can, but at the same time, there are issues that uh, that also need to be dealt with in terms of investigations that uh, sometimes have to be uh, kept confidential. And I think that's uh, that's unfortunately happens on uh, on many occasions when it comes to legal issues or or ramifications out of some of the issues that we deal with. And so I, I understand I understand that people will see this uh, in a very negative light, but uh, that's certainly not our intention. And I think uh, council as a whole, you know. Thoroughly analyze this, and we're we're given some uh, some solid advice to to say uh, from environmental lawyers that uh, that your best uh, approach here is to uh, see out the uh, the environmental investigation through the MOE, and then uh, you know complete disclosure could be could happen thereafter. The word here that I'm going to bring out, and it's something I know you've talked about ad nauseum in your campaigns, is transparency. And and right yep. now, that seems to be lacking coming out of City Hall. We're getting information that council seems to think that, that they is going to be okay to, to disseminate. But if it's going to be controversial, or if it's going to be tricky, or if it's going to be some situation where there's going to be some culpability by some people on staff or on council, it seems as if you have to go over all sorts of obstacles to try to get that information. Well, I don't think that's true, Bill. But uh, you know, I I, I I understand that some people are seeing it that way, and I I, you know, I can't I can't avoid that. I can only tell you what uh, what what occurred here from my perspective, and and certainly we do this in a uh, in in the best interest of the taxpayers in every in every uh, you know way possible. So you know, future mitigation tax uh, issues, uh, future liability issues, uh, working with the MOE, all of that's been in process, and uh, there was no sense that we were trying to. Create any kind of long lingering harm, and if there had have been, uh, that would have been a very very public issue, uh, you know, right away. Uh, this the, we couldn't undo the issue, unfortunately. We couldn't bring back the uh, the, the sewage, uh, the combined sewer overflow that had already happened over those past four years. We weren't aware of it for the four years, but we did become aware that it, that that's that's the, the amount of time that it had occurred. Very unfortunate, shouldn't have happened, and unfortunately it did. Then the question is, how do we go from there? And what did we do? Immediately inform the MOE, shut down the gate, did some remediation, actually informed the but public. But why didn't you inform the public? Well, you were informing all those government agencies. Why didn't you inform the public at the same time? We informed the public that there had been a spill. Uh, what we didn't do is inform the public on the, the, the magnitude of the spill. Issuing press releases with half-truths or, or, or just a minimal amount of information uh, is not the kind of transparency I think that people are looking for. I, I know that you're, you're going to get up to speed uh, on this, and I know you've got a council meeting tomorrow, I, I and, and we'll certainly be talking about it then. Mr. Mayor, thanks so much for this. I appreciate the time today. Thank you, Bill. I appreciate it. Hamilton Mayor Fred Eisenberger. More about this in just a couple of minutes. Uh, what galls me about this, too, and I have to go to break, uh, is... Is, is the reaction from some of the city councillors, nothing to see here. Not, yes, there is something to see here. And, and even some councillors now saying, well, we want to know who has leaked this report. You know, let's, let's, you know, let's out the whistleblower. This, this sounds like the Trump White House, for God's sakes. It's really embarrassing. It really is. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.